You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, thanks so much for choosing to hang out with me for a little bit today. I'm going to be sharing an interview with you here pretty soon that I had with Amy Radmanovich, who is a member of the Women Flipping Houses Facebook group. If you aren't already, you should totally join us. So again, Women Flipping Houses. All right, so I am going to first share a listener shout out. No, I'm going to do a listener shout out and share um, a review that one of you left on iTunes. So thank you for doing that. It really does help me reach more like-minded women. So the more reviews, the more ratings, the more iTunes believes it's a show worth um, exposing people to. So if you haven't already and you are getting value out of this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and hop onto iTunes if that's where you listen and leave a rating and a review? I'd very much appreciate it. All right, so here we go. This review is left by either Betha Roberts or Beth A. Roberts. I'm not sure how that username is intended to be said, but regardless, thank you for leaving this review. All right, she says, love her ability to get right to the point. It's so refreshing to hear from a woman's point of view without all of the male ego you get from other coaches. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. It means so much to me. All right. I'm excited to jump into this conversation that I recently had with Amy, where she talks about how she has been flipping houses on the side for over a decade. And I think that's really cool. So she didn't leave her job. She has just been doing this on the side. Uh, And that's awesome. I love sharing stories of how different women make this work in their life. It's just awesome. So thank you, Amy, for hanging out with me. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. All right, let's do this. We'll just kind of jump in and we can start with you just kind of introducing yourself, a little bit of background about you, where you're, where you live and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, well, I'm 45 years old. I live in Tennessee, about an hour east of Nashville. Okay. And I have a full-time job, a regular job as a dispatcher during the day. So I pretty much just work on the houses on the weekends and contract the big stuff out. That's awesome. Um, let's see. When, I probably have an accent to you guys, don't I? You what? You, you have, have an accent? <laughs> Tiny one. Where are you at? Te- Texas. I'm in Texas. I'm from Texas. I don't really have the. I don't have the accent though. I didn't think so. <laughs> I don't know how I escaped it. And one of my best friends, she lives. Um, 
she was one of my best friends in high school and she was from a town outside of Austin and somehow she had the most country accent. Nobody in her family did. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, I was always like, Kelly, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I love accents though. Yes. I, so, okay. You're a little bit outside of Nashville. When was your first flip? My first flip was in 20, let's see, 2007. Nice. Yeah. Do you, did, so you had to go back and think about some stuff. I'm like, process all of that again. That's amazing. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, this opens up so many, so many interesting questions. Okay. So your first flip was in 2007. Were you, you said you're a dispatcher right now. Were you a dispatcher then? Yes. Okay. I've been at, at uh, the trucking company as a dispatcher since 96. Okay. Awesome. So like 24 years. Wow. And so this was just something you were going to do on the side. Correct. Well, actually, to give you the real background, I used to be a realtor. Uh-huh. And then I was part-time realtor and I had to make a decision. Um, okay. Either I need to give real estate a hundred percent or I need to just keep my job as a dispatcher. And at the time I had a little girl and I needed the, the insurance, the health insurance, oh, yeah. but yet I love doing real estate. So I was really torn, you know, so it pretty much came down to having the insurance. So I decided to stay as a dispatcher at my regular job, but I always loved, still loved the real estate aspect of it. So I went to an auction and I even still have the flyer. This was the, that's amazing. That's adorable. I love that little Little stone house. That's amazing that you still have that flyer. Yes. Yeah, so I went to that auction. Of course, I went and talked to my banker first to see if I could. I mean, you know, I was check to check back then, you know, didn't have money. That's why I wanted to tell the story about the first flip, because I think it's inspiring to people that don't have any cash saved up. You know, how am I going to get started? Like I was one of those people. Yes, totally. Um, This is perfect. So I talked to my banker and he's like, well, how much do you want to give for it? And I think I, I told him, you know, I didn't want to go over, I think 50,000 was, I was only going to buy it if it went below 50. So I ended up getting it for 42,000 was like super excited. I remember I had my mom and my grandmother with me oh, and my mom. grandmother, she was just so distraught. She just thought it was just the most horrible house. <laughs> she looked at the windows and the windows were all old and decrepit and dirty. And she's like, those filthy hogs. <laughs> it was just so funny because she just thought I just bought the most awful house. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. So you went to your banker and you said, mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, wait, time out. Because this was 2007. Mm-hmm. So the great, the, like the, the housing crisis was kind of- I think of- it happened just after this. Okay. I was going to say it was starting to gear up. Okay. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. 
I was still, it was still pretty good then. And I remember my banker, I'll never forget this because I was so happy and excited. He said, well, you did pretty good because that lot's almost worth that because this is off of a good, uh, a, a main highway um, between uh, Lebanon and Carthage. I know you guys don't know where that is, but, um, and it's on a corner lot. And of course, you know, the value of corner yeah. lot, it's, it was a real pretty lot. So he, he told me I did good, that the land was almost worth that. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so was this um, in 2007? My guess is this was an, an in-person auction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wasn't it wasn't an online auction. Uh-huh. No. So you went in person. Was this a, like a county courthouse steps kind of auction? No, it was at the house. Okay. It was at the house, and I, I remember the sellers being there, and the husband almost wasn't going to let it go that cheap, and the wife, my mom overheard the wife going, no, just let it go, just let it go for that, so. Wow. Okay, so that's, I love this story. Okay, I didn't, I had no idea this was the story. I love this. Okay, so you go to your banker, and you're like, hey, I'm going to flip the house, Right. And will you back me? And at first, were they like, oh, or were they like, okay, let's talk about it? Now, this this banker, I mean, he he knew I had good um, work history. You yep. know, I'd been at my job since '96, yep. and um, of course, you know, I had to bring in all the financials with my my job and my work history. And he he was on board, you know, and, and that's one of my um, pointers that I wrote down is building, you know, relationships, not with just your contractors, but your bankers yes. and your realtors and, you know, build those relationships because I stuck with him and he backed me on every house I bought. And I even ended up buying one that I had to have cut in half and moved. And that banker was on board for that. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. Okay. So, all right, let's go over the numbers on your first flip. Okay. Okay. You bought it for 42. Correct. Okay. And then and I, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I found where I listed it August 31st of that year and then sold it September. We closed on it September 28th. So it was like four and a half months. That's amazing. Okay. That's awesome. This sounds so very similar to my first flip. Um, Okay. How much did you put in for the renovation? Okay, so now keep in mind I was broke then. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> so my banker let me borrow, I borrowed 5000 extra, um, which I knew was nowhere near enough, but I, I didn't want to get a no, so I had to work within what I could do. So I borrowed 5000 extra through, through them. I had an $18,000 credit limit on Home Depot. So all my materials was on credit cards for Home Depot. And um, the contractor I found, of course, you know, you know, keep in mind this, I don't have any contacts. I hadn't built these relationships yet. Yeah. You're so (laughs) super brand new. Like, right. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay. (laughs) I get the local 
paper, which is called a Carthage Courier. And in that paper, I find my contractor. <laughs> so I call this guy, which I'm still friends with him. And he still works with me to That's this crazy. day. That's and instead of get charging, he charges other people $30, $35 an hour. We, I use him all the time and I get the bargain rate of 20 bucks an hour. That's amazing. So, you know, because we built that friendship yeah. and that relationship. Yep. Um, but back then I didn't, I didn't know him. And so my plan, I try to write down what I, uh, what I remembered. I think I had, okay, with the $5,000, it was supposed to be like, um, let's see, I think a thousand was for roof, uh, 1500 was going to go to bill, um, for what he was like, um, you know, had to gut it and put up, uh, some sheetrock and, you know, I didn't, this flip. I had to be very modest and low cost on yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so let's see, it was fifteen hundred for him, a thousand for the roof, and then twenty five hundred for um, a small central heat and air unit. That was going to be the five thousand, and then plus, of course, all the materials that I had to charge up. Right. Well, there was complications. <laughs> What had happened was. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, I know you're familiar with galvanized plumbing oh, back in the old houses. Oh, God. Oh, so the galvanized piping underground oh. from, yes, from yeah. the main to the house was split in half. That's probably why they auctioned it, uh, would be my guess yeah. in hindsight. But I had to, um, get that dug up trenched out new pvc put in which it really wasn't i mean i'm sure nowadays it would be a whole lot more but he only charged me like 900 dollars. oh wow to do that so wow. i know that's a bargain yeah. but of course you know that was sleepless nights of stress oh, just part of it yeah. but um all together um so you know i had to come up with probably, I think it was $1,250 out of my own funds that I had to save for a few weeks before I had this work done um, and, and use that money from my regular job. But then I ended up doing that. I had didn't have enough for my last thing, which was the central heat and air unit. So I had negotiated him down a little bit instead of being like 3,500. I think he did it for like 2,500, wow. which was cheap back then. But, but anyways, um, it all worked out. And then when I, when I listed the house and this is even before, I don't even think I had a cell phone then. Cause I remember putting an <laughs> ad in the paper <laughs> and putting my home phone down. And my mom called me while I was at work and said, Amy, the phone is rang off the hook for your little stone house. You've got like seven or eight messages. It was so funny. I was so excited. Oh my gosh. Ah, that's the best. I love it. So all in all, about how much for renovations? Um, for renovations, well, I pretty much had um, so that was like $62.50 that I paid between the, you know, the $5,000 extra I borrowed, the $1,250 out of pocket, and then the Home Depot, I dang near hit the $18,000 limit. It was like $17,000 and something in materials. So all in all, I had like 
5,000 and something in it. Uh-huh. And it, it it had a praise, and this was great. I remember this. It appraised for like um, 89,000. And I remember being mad because they made, because it was such a short term um, where I bought it for 42 and then it appraised for 89. They made, they charged me a second appraisal oh, yeah. yep. to make sure it's valid and legit. Yep. And, um, I sold it for 85,000. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. So, and that was like a four and a half month timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, keep in mind, I, I'm, I'm check to check. So, I mean, to right. me, that was like hitting the lot. That's huge. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's huge. Even though the profit then it was like probably like, um, $12,000 in profit. That's yeah. awesome. Oh yeah. So you were hooked is my guess. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What was your favorite part of the process? Oh gosh. My favorite part, is, I, I love the before and afters oh, and to watch it transform oh, and to think, you know, I did that or I had a, a major part in that. Yes. And then of course, um, I don't know. I just, a box popped up saying I need to close programs. I don't know what else is open. <laughs> um, but then of course, closing day, closing day and getting that check and set, you know, it all paid off right. all the stress, all the work. It, 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 there's a payday. It's amazing, right? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it, it can be very stressful and depending on the project, even many years later, depending on the project, there are still some stressful parts to it. (laughs) Definitely. Did you, so did you replace flooring and do all that? Like, was it a total cosmetic fixer upper on the Um, interior? That that was part of, let me think here. uh, Home, part of the Home Depot 17,000 was getting new carpet in the bedroom. And then I think um, I had my contractor lay laminate in um the kitchen uh-huh. and hallway how did you have an eighteen thousand dollar credit line at home depot um paying my bills on time that's amazing <laughs> like 2007 that's amazing that's a huge credit line <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i always preach to my daughter about the importance of paying her stuff on time because yeah. then it leads to future benefits totally totally were there any thinking back like if you remember this or not were there any surprises like besides the galvanized pipe yeah <laughs> i know that was a pretty big one Yes, yes, there was another surprise. And and, um, that was termites. When he started gutting, you know, I had the tunnels. And oh, I almost cried over that. Of course, I was new, new at that and hadn't seen, had never even seen termites or what termite tunnels look like. So when I seen that, I was distraught. Yeah. So when y'all treat there, is it the subterranean termites like we have here? Like, and we do spot injections to treat it? It's like the $500 okay. liquid they drill in the concrete all around. And- yep. Yeah. Like in California, they have to tint the entire house and it's like, it's, it's an ordeal. Like they, it's, it's an ordeal. So here it's very similar to you where it's just spot injection where they just treat it like that. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, 
termites. Yeah, that's a, I mean, the saying here is if you haven't had them, you will. So it sucks to find them in a project, but it's like uh, one of those things you, you're not tearing down sheetrock when you inspect it. So, yeah. So, okay. So on that first house, how did you come up with a renovation budget? Like, how did you know what to offer <laughs> or were you just totally making it up? I was just totally back then on my first one, yeah. I was just totally making it up and just trying to get away with the bare minimum uh-huh. so that I wouldn't be turned down. You know, uh-huh. I, I wanted to make it work. Yep. So I just borrowed the extra five and said, Hey, I got to make that do somehow, some way. That's amazing. So about how many projects are do you do? You're still doing them. Do you do them? Are you like constantly doing one? Well, no, I took several. It's weird. Like I, I did that one and then I did the one that I had cut in half and moved, but then I moved in it and lived in it for four years. And then one down the road from it was a foreclosure and I ended up buying it. But then I had that as a rental for 10 years or like eight years. And then I took like, uh, like a seven year break. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then, um, when those renters moved out, I fixed it up, sold it, made good. Then it kind of got me back, back in the groove. Uh-huh. So then I bought an old farmhouse for $35,000 uh-huh. and, um, sunk a pretty good chunk in it. I probably had, I don't know, probably 90,000 in it, but then it appraised for 179 and I sold it for 178. So wow, I progressively a, got better at well, it. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real good one. That was a real good one. Those are like, oh yes. I know. And I <laughs> wanted to tell that one, like it's, it was so amazing uh-huh. and it's such a great story. Like I wanted to tell that one, but I felt like the first one is in, it inspires others that don't have anything to get started, you know, to, to make that baby step and, and, and start. Totally. And here's the thing. I hear it a lot. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. Money is out there. More times than not, that person just doesn't want to ask for it. Yeah. And that's a bit women. Oh, especially women, we don't want to go ask for the money. It's as yeah. if it's, well, I'm going to benefit from it. So I feel bad. Well, so are they, they're going to make money too. That's what, like, that's the whole point of this. There's a lot, agree. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of internal work that has to go into it. I just, I see it all the time and we mm-hmm. have so much stuff around money that we have to work through. Yeah. Um, and I remember another trick that, uh, my banker, like I would have never even known this or thought of this, but when I wanted to buy another one that I really didn't have funds for like a down payment, you know, a huge down payment or whatever, but like, I really wanted the house. Well, I had so much equity in the home that I had cut in half and moved that he did a wraparound note, just using the equity in my home as security. I didn't have to pay 
nothing down. Yeah, that's amazing. Exactly. And there are ways, like you can buy subject to, you can do owner financing. There are other ways to buy houses that don't yep. require loans. And those are yep. the big ones. Like those are, even if you just do like an equity partnership with the owner and they make more money and you make less, but you still get to do the deal and you still get to help the, the owner. Yeah, that's, I love that story. I think it's, I don't know. What was it that, why weren't you scared to ask for the money? Why weren't you like, what's the difference? Um, you know, I, I hate to say, I wouldn't say I was scared, but of course, you know, you, you have reservations uh-huh. and you don't want to be told no and you know, all that stuff. But I was just really driven about wanting to do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you, you just either have to, decide, you know, do I want to let the fears get the best of me or do I want to be successful at this? And of course, you know, your answer is going to be, you want to be successful. So you're just going to try it. Totally. Totally. I I often say that your why has to be greater than your fears. The fears are going to be there. They don't ever go away. I still get nervous. Like It's like, I don't know, especially when I put the house on the market, it's like, Oh God, are they going to love it? Are they going to hate it? (laughs) I drive myself crazy. I have a real estate license and I am my own worst client. I I (laughs) just like obnoxious. (laughs) How many showings? Blah, blah, blah. Oh Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's talk. I'm so interested about, interested in the house that you cut in half. Let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that was a house right in town that the board of education or the school bought the land because they wanted to put a soccer field on it. Okay. So um, I went and talked to my banker and he was on board and all that. And, and what's funny is actually on that one, I went and talked to my own bank at the time and my own bank told me no, that it was too risky mm-hmm. having a house to be moved. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't let me. But then I went and talked to the banker that financed the, the stone house for me, another bank in town. And he was the one that said, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on it. Wow. And that's why I said building relationships. And then now I, I just use that bank from yep. there. They're on forward. Yep. Um, I stuck with the same one after that. Um, he um, he was on board, but actually it was a rainy, stormy day, the day of the auction. And I, I, I decided I wasn't going to do it and I didn't go. Well, then I ended up going right as it had ended. And I said, well, what did the house end up going for? They said it was a no sale. Nobody, nobody would do it. The mover on site said it was going to cost 20, 20 some thousand to have it moved. And, um, so I'm like, so I could buy the house now for a hundred dollars. And they said, yeah, I said, okay. And then I found out afterwards I could have bought it for a dollar. I said, well, that's the best $9 I ever wasted. But I got my own mover for 13000 But of course, you know, I had foundation. I had to buy land. And I was so stressed because I'm, they, they kept needing the house moved. And so I had to meet their deadline yeah. of having it moved. Was afraid I'd get sued if it wasn't moved by that deadline. Wow. And then 
And then at the time, I didn't know I was going to have to have it cut in half. So then the mover's like, this house too big. It, it ain't coming off this street unless it's cut in half. And then the city's telling me, well, you better make sure that they don't mess up the street lights because oh. you'll be responsible. And that could be up to like 30 to 50,000. I'm like, oh my God. So like, I didn't sleep that week. I can tell you. Did I you follow very... them as they were moving it? No, thankful, no, thankfully I was at work. <laughs> yeah, you would have driven yourself nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out great because then I ended up having like 80,000 in it with the land, the foundation, the re-roofing, you know, every, everything, the remodel, I had 80 in it, but then it appraised for 130 and that's how I had all the equity to have the wraparound mortgage on the next one. Uh-huh. Because you lived in that one for a little bit. Got it. Yeah, I lived in that one for like four years. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Okay. So how did you, I'm just trying, I'm like imagining you scurrying around trying to find land to go put it on. And yes, it was awful. And it was the worst lot. It was like, it was like down in a hole. Oh God. And you're like, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, love it. yeah, it's just going to have to do it. Would only The lot was only $11,000. If I bought one in town, right in town, it was like, 30,000. And this one was like, um, instead of being in Carthage, it was in South Carthage, but, um, it was the best I could do with the timeline. That is awesome. How much time did you have? You know, I wish I could remember. I I don't, I I can't, I can't remember. I think it was only like, I want to say like 30 or 60 days it had to be moved. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. And your, your banker financed everything. Yeah, the banker was great. That's yep. amazing. Okay. Yeah. Now I want to talk about the farmhouse because that okay. just sounds like big I've thing. always wanted to do a farmhouse. And I'm sure 99% of the women listening dream of doing a farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me that. Tell okay. us that story. Um, I was just riding around with a realtor friend of mine and I think he was trying to show me one that he bought at auction that he wanted me to buy from him. And um, I I just didn't care for that one because I just didn't like the layout of it. And then he was wanting to sell it to me for like 60 some thousand. And I thought, God, by the time I sink 20 some thousand in it and you know, it just wasn't enough. I always say you got, you got to buy, right. That's really half your profit. You got to, buy right because equity is profit. Yeah, absolutely. And as we were leaving that house, we drove past this old abandoned farmhouse and he's like, Oh, I I could probably um, get you in that one for 30 some thousand. I was like, what? And then he's like, no, I'm serious. But I mean, it was in bad shape, collapsed floors. He, the guy had gutted it and then just abandoned it Uh basically. Uh So it was, it was in pretty bad shape. And so, but I, I just loved it. You know, it had the old fireplaces. It had the 12 foot ceilings yep. in the bedroom. So I just, I, I just love them old houses. Yes. So I was like, I'm on board. If you seriously can get me in this for 30 grand, I'm, I'm in. And so he texted me later that day and said, um, I think he said 30, 36. 
seven or something. Anyways, we ended up grand to 35 and I bought it for 35. That's awesome. What year was this? Oh, this was last year. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you bought it for 35 and what, what, how much renovation work did it need? It sounds like it needed everything. So yeah. How much did that cost? Okay, let's see here. Um, trying to think. Okay, that loan, I, I my loan was fifty thousand, and then I put like twenty some thousand of my own cash in it, which you know that's that's hard to do. You yeah. got to really be in it. If you're you put twenty thousand of your own money in it, and then of course I had my Lowe's and Home Depot card. So it, and it ended up being like ninety some thousand that I had in it all together. Okay. And that's the one that you sold for like 170. 178. Oh my gosh. That's a payday, sister. Oh, that was a payday. And and I remember at the closing table, the closing table, the attorney said, this is probably the second best one I've ever seen as far as only holding it, you know, and having that turnaround within a year. Yeah. How long did it take you? I mean, with that big of a, of a job, it was right at a year. And of course, you know, I, I try to, I'm more involved now than I was my, my first flip, you know, I let, I contracted everything out. I didn't do nothing except for paint. I did paint, (laughs) but now, I mean, I laid the laminate floors. I did the trim work. I designed the kitchen from scratch. I went to Habitat Restore and bought all my kitchen cabinets and had friends hold them while I drilled them into the wall and hung them. I mean, so I did a lot more and I could only work on the weekends, you know, because of my regular job. Yeah. But of course that made a better payday when I'm not paying somebody else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a huge profit. Uh, are you looking for something right now? Um, well, actually with my profits from that one, I started fixing up the house I'm living in now, like just things I've always wanted, like granite and stuff like that. Um, and then I took and bought a cottage on the river and just paid cash for it. Oh my God. I'm working on that. How good does that feel? Oh, it's great. Yeah. That's amazing. That's freedom right there. Um, yeah. Are you using that as like a short-term rental or, or just for yourself or what do you, I, I, that's everybody asked me that. And, and I don't even know. I just know I wanted a, a river cottage and uh, I guess I'll decide later, but right now I'm just keeping it as an investment and just decide once I get done with it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I love that. I wish, how much did that cost? Uh, what the cottage? Yeah. The, uh, 35,000. Wow. We don't, I, 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 my boss at, at my regular job, she's like, how do you keep finding these $35,000 houses? Seriously. How do you? <laughs> I got lucky on that one. That was just, it was ban- abandoned with like, um, broken windows that were boarded up. And I was like, man, why the, the, it could be so cute. It's on the river. Like who owns that? So I just went to the, uh, property tax you know, card and, and researched online. And, and I knew the owner, I was like, Oh my gosh, my ex used to work for him. So I told my ex, Troy, tell Phil, I want to buy his little river cottage. And so it was the funniest thing. He called back and said, well, I own it with my brother and he'll never sell it. And I was like, well, crap. And then we're having dinner and he calls back and he says, well, just tell Amy to make an offer 
and I'll take it to them. So I offered them 30 because that was the tax card appraisal, which, you know, can't yeah. really go by that. But right. that's that it gave me a figure, a low yeah. figure it's to start with. <laughs> and so he countered 35. And I said, well, let me see the inside because I hadn't even seen the inside at that point. Uh-huh. And then um, then I went ahead and we agreed to 35 and I, I bought it for 35. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's why I tell everybody. You have to take initiative because it wasn't even for sale. You know, everybody's like, you know, I didn't even know that was for sale. Well, it wasn't. I just took initiative to find out who owned it and told them I wanted to buy it. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Just go do it. Go do the right. (laughs) Yes. If you want it bad enough, you'll go do it. Correct. I love that. All right. So, oh, I love all your little stories and they've been so interesting and different. I love that. That's one of my favorite things about flipping houses is that it's always a different, it's a, each house is a different adventure. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah. So uh, true. What's your, what's your favorite part? Or is it just like all of it's your favorite? Oh, I'd say the transformation, yeah. you know, just watching it go from being totally dilapidated to being the eyesore of the neighborhood And then, you know, it's just so gratifying to then, you know, then you get to see the final product that looks totally different. And then everybody's like, oh, wow, that's so pretty. How did you know, how did you do that? Or who did you get to do this? And it's just so amazing afterwards. I just love to see the transformation. Yeah, me too. I think that's what we're all addicted to. Um, And you you do some of the work yourself and you still act as the GC, like you're coordinating everybody. Yes. Yes. Like, and it's so, it's great because as you go, like I say, you develop those relationships. So, you know, I got a, I got a roofer, I got a plumber now, but then yet I try to learn more and more with every flip and that's why I can lay the laminate floors if I have the time or I can do my trim work me and my best friend, instead of going out for drinks, we'll go to the Home Depot free DIY class. I love it. <laughs> Dumb stuff like that. And learn how to do it. I love we it. laid we laid tile on the fireplace in that farmhouse. You know, I told you I had all those old fireplaces. Oh. Well, they needed to be retiled. I I at that point never done tile before. So you know, we just watched some training courses, went to the Home Depot free DIY class, and we did the fireplace hearth ourselves, and it turned out fabulous. We were mixing up the grout, and we're like, we didn't even know the consistency of it. We're like, cake batter? Yeah, let's go with cake batter, and it turned out great. It's hilarious. Can't go wrong with cake batter. That's right. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love your stories and I love your enthusiasm and I love that you just go do it. Yes. It's, it's hard. It's like, I just wish people would just, I don't know. I think it's it's a combination of not trusting themselves. Like that things will come up and if you don't trust that you'll figure it out or reach out to somebody who can help you figure it out. I think that's a big, I know that that's a big thing that comes up for, for people is, oh gosh, what, what about when this happens and this happens? Well, wait till it happens and then like, it'll be okay, but let's not what if ourselves to death because that's never a fun thing to do. Correct. And then, you know, when I built the relationship with the, 
that first contractor that I, you know, found in the paper, in the local paper, you know, now he's like my mentor, you know, he, he teaches me different contractor stuff that, you know, that's to me priceless. Yeah. I mean, because you, you take that information with you, apply it on your next one and you just get better and better each time because you have all this knowledge of things that went wrong on your prior flips. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I think it's part of like having, um, what they talk about, what they refer to as a growth mindset of like, if things do come up, it's okay. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's fatal. It doesn't mean that everything's broken. Failure isn't fatal. Everything is a learning experience really. Yeah. Um, just keep going. Exactly. Just keep going. So this has been such a fun conversation and I know that there's so thank much you. people are going to get out of it. So thank you for sharing with us. Is there anything I don't want to, I want to make sure that you feel like you said things that you wanted to say. Is there like anything you want to tell people? Um, there was some, let's see, helpful hints that I, um, had wrote down. Let me see what, of course, you know, plan and budget. Of course, I didn't even follow my own rules in the beginning because I really didn't plan or budget, but it turned out (laughs) good, thankfully. Um, negotiate, obviously, you know, I had, I used even a, a different contractor on the cottage to vault my ceilings in there. And cause I really, you know, it's a tiny 624 square foot home and I really wanted the ceiling vaulted. Well, he quoted me $2,500 at first and I was just bound and determined now I'm not going to pay that, you know, that's just too much. He'll have it done in, you know, four days. And, um, so he kept bugging me. I, I'm sure he wanted the money. He's like, are you going to vault them ceilings or what? I was like, well, I want to Josh. I'm just, I, I just can't pay that. That's just too much money. And so anyways, by the time that next week rolled around, he said he'd do it for 1900 and I got my ceilings vaulted. So, I mean, I just think negotiating, you can't just agree to whatever price they tell you on the jump, you know? I think negotiating skills are definitely needed when you're talking about uh, an investment of, of a house because you can easily bust a budget just by agreeing to every price they throw at you. Right. Totally. Totally. Um, friends and family, free labor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend has turned out to be a master painter. I love she- <laughs> um, let's see who else did I have? Uh, my dad was my yard mower on my first, my first flip. Um, so friends and family are free labor. And then I just put, um, in my notes, I had learn, learn, learn. Don't care if it's watching HGTV, taking DIY classes, um, joining groups like this one, um, taking real estate courses or marketing or business classes and, or just learning from your contractor, but ask questions. Yes. Knowledge as well. Absolutely. Yep. I'm a sponge. I love learning. Me too. Yeah. I love learning. I would be a lifelong student if there was a career in that. (laughs) yeah keep doing it keep getting different degrees I just I'm so curious about everything 
Yeah. Um, those are awesome pointers Thank for you. people. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing some of your stories with us. And thank you for having me. I've told, I've even told my family, I was like, about joining your new group. I was like, it's just right up my alley. I just love it. I love how, you know, posting the before and after pics and that and love seeing everybody else's in the group. I mean, we're all junkies for it. We love it. The transformation. Yeah. You got to do what you love. Yeah, absolutely. Well, go flip another really cool house and then come back and let's talk about it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really have enjoyed it. Me too, Amy. So great to hang out with you and connect with you. Thank you. Thank you. Doesn't she have such fun, contagious energy? I loved hanging out with you, Amy. Thank you again for doing that with me. All right. Before I let you go, have you seen the Follow That Flip series that I have. It's an eight video series that I created a few months ago when I flipped a house with a couple of students. So if you haven't registered for that, if you haven't seen those videos, it's a really awesome resource. I share so many tips and tricks with you and I share some tools that I use in my business and it's just really cool. So if you haven't already seen that series, check it out and you can do so by registering at followthatflip.com and I'll get you squared away with some videos in your inbox. All right, until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them and make it a great day. Bye y'all.